Hi, I'm Erica Ramirez, founder of Illy and host of What About Your Friends, a podcast dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. Every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, I talk to my best friend, Stephen Othello, and your favorites from within the Ringer and beyond about friendships on TV, in movies, pop culture, and our real lives. So join me every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, where we try to answer the question TLC asked back in the day, what about your friends? This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, and it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other... Well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. I am here with my pal, Callie Curry. Hi, Callie. Howdy from Texas. <laughs> You're in Texas. You know, I like having you in Central Time. Uh, I mean, sorry, I do not like having you in Central Time. I prefer it to Mountain and Pacific, but I liked having you in Eastern best. But how is it? Great. Actually, the weather's been really nice. Oh, no complaints. No hurricanes. No hurricanes. And it's been like hot, but not. It's been like fine. I don't know. I'm okay. also coming from Florida. So it's a very low bar of good weather in the summer. Yeah. Although the Florida weather doesn't bother me either, but it's not like 120 that right. it was two weeks ago. So maybe it's just we came on a good time where it's starting to go down and we're in the 90s. It's, it's all happening. It's football season, training camps for basketball open soon, Golden Bachelor, US Bachelor open. in Paradise, US Open. Well, I just want to note, Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise don't start for a few weeks. But yeah, we got so much else going on. It's great. We're here today to talk about selling the OC. I also just want to note, for an even deeper dive on this television program, which I dearly love, check out the Ringer reality TV podcast, where our compatriots, Jody and Chelsea, will also be recapping it. They're doing it in two parts. And also, while I have your attention, check out Spidey's 16th Minute, the new podcast we have with Spidey with Spencer and Heidi Pratt. It's like really fun. And if you like reality TV, 
I think you'll like it. They did an interview with Alex Baskin not too long ago, who is the EP of Vanderpump Rules, and he worked with them on the Hills reboot. It was a really interesting conversation, and they're very entertaining. So I think that the Bachelor Party audience would really like it. So check it out. On that note, Callie, let's dive into season two of Selling the OC. This show is so much better than Selling Sunset. It's like, I don't even need Selling Sunset, and I feel like Jason and Brett know it because... They gave them the opportunity to sell the Cabo real estate first. It's a pretty big deal. I watched Selling the OC twice, season two, twice already. I really, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, I fast forwarded through a little bit here and there, but it's just so superior. And I think Jason and Brett know it too. What was your overall review of season two of Selling the OC? Well, first I want to say that I did watch the most recent season of Selling Sunset. So I am not at your point yet. But I do agree, OC is much better. I don't know if Jason and Brett know it. I don't know. It seems like Jason and Brett get more love from the Sunset crew. Well, they're, yeah, they're, I think they're there more often. Like they live in yeah. LA. So I think they're around and I think they're like hanging out with the Sunset crew more. But I mean, like Jason's been with half two. the cast. Yeah. <laughs> At least, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think that. I'm not sure because of that. Like, I don't know if they're like bias. I don't know if they realize that OC is better, but I think Netflix does. So it's seriously so great. I mean, this is an absolute messy, messy, messy season. And that gives us a lot to dig into. Last time we talked about selling the OC on this podcast, I might've been on the Ringer Reality TV podcast. We had Alex Hall on because we are all Alex Hall fans, but I am here to resign from the Alex Hall fan club. I can no longer fully support her after this season. I just think that she had too much behavior that was poor. Where do you stand? Full support is tough for any reality (laughs) star for me. Sure. I am still on like an 80% support. Wow. Wow. I'm kind of shocked to hear that. I feel like as we dig through this, it might seem like I disagree with more than 80% of what she's of her behavior. But in general, I like her. I think she's like you, like the show dies, I think without her. Yeah. Although she's a big, big, big glue to a lot of it. Yes. I just want to say big glue. She's the glue (laughs) stick that we all need. I like how she dresses among like these women dress you Insane. like how she dresses? Not always, but I think that she looks really good in jeans and I'm envious of it. She looks really good in, in denim and I like her, like the way she wears heels and denim together. I think she dresses like very real estate mm-hmm. but at any moment... Her boobs might fall out. I'm like confused where her areolas are. <laughs> she may not have them. <laughs> she might not have them. Because how have we not seen seen them? them. I know. It's hard to believe. (laughs) On the topic of fashion, the person who dresses the most batshit insane, without a doubt, is Alex Rose. Rose dresses crazy. She wore this like crochet yellow dress at one point that was so short that I was just like, is that a tunic? Like, what is she doing? The way she dresses... (laughs) is crazy. And obviously Jarvis weaponizes that fact against her to imply that she's, you know, sleeping with clients and whatnot. And then well, outwardly say it. 
There also does seem to be like quite a bit of film evidence of her being inappropriate on the job. So she made Jarvis's job of creating the narrative around her pretty easy for production to like slip in clips of her being inappropriate. That's true. It's kind of like everyone was right and everyone was wrong this season. But well, because on the flip side of that, I don't I don't dislike Rose, but when Jarvis would make a point and then production would have five clips to back it up. I'm like, okay, I don't dislike you, but you probably do need to button it up a little bit at work. Everyone needs to button it up at work. I mean, if this was workplace behavior, I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. At what point do businesses get HR? (laughs) Well, here's the thing about real estate and the brokerage. I don't know that they're like technically employees of the Oppenheim group. I think they're right, like right. independent contractors who are like part of this affiliate using network. Using the brokerage. Is, yeah, using the brokerage. It's really like a marketing resources, essentially. Like that's the thing about real estate is like they're not actually coworkers and they're like business associates in a way. That's kind of my understanding of how real estate works. But yes, which... All of them being in the office isn't really how it works. No. When Kate Gallivan, who works for the Oppenheim Group in LA, was on the pod, she explained how no one's ever there unless they're filming. And like, that's why nobody, there's no one has anything on their desk. Like, they don't like return. Like, they're just there for for filming. And when Jason and Brett come in, obviously, also for filming. But we need to discuss the central conflict of this season that is laid out in, in episode one. And honestly... When I got to six, I was like, are we still fighting over this? But what happens is Polly and Brandy, and I think Lauren, go out for some kind of meal and cocktails. Lots of very like conspicuous drinking of cocktails by the women in the show. And Brandy says that if she were Hall, she wouldn't touch the Tyler mask with a 10-foot pole. And that she thinks it's bad for the brokerage. And that one of her clients called her for 30 minutes to talk about Tyler and Alex. And here's the thing. If I had access to someone at the O group in Orange County and I had watched season one of selling the OC and then I saw that Tyler was getting divorced, I too would call because I would want to hear about it. So I don't think we can blame the nosy buyers on Hall and Tyler's relationship. But how did you feel about how this conversation was then relayed to Tyler by Polly. So there's a lot of things to break down. So much. With this com- this conversation and the relationship in general. So first of all, Tyler handles it all pretty well. I think so like, too. It seems like Tyler's kind of just like, okay, yeah, I have your opinion. I don't really care. Like it doesn't seem to affect him that much. I think Tyler's actually the only one, and this is actually kind of true of Hall as well, but Hall has many other transgressions. Tyler's one of the only people who doesn't lie. He just sort of says, <laughs> yes, and so what? He's sort of like, yes, and none of your business. Yes, and let's move on. Whereas like, yeah. basically everyone else like says something that is a few degrees or more away from the truth. Multiple times. <laughs> Polly is the worst about this. Like the absolute worst. I actually, she's the villain of the season, if you ask me. Well, Polly also is a big omission person, which some people believe is not lying. I don't subscribe to that. I don't know either. She's still lying. She's willfully trying to tell a different narrative by like trying to deny that she and Tyler made out. And then it really 
escalated from, oh, they were lying on the couch and she was on top of him. And so like, and there was like hands involved as well. And film, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Also, when she was first told, Polly was first told that people knew about it. She was like, what are you talking about? I have no idea. Yeah, she tried to to gaslight Kayla and be like, no, it's not true. And then she immediately was like, okay, so what? It was crazy. (laughs) I think Polly sucks. I actually like think she's the worst person in this group. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anybody worse and it has, it has to be Polly. Unfortunately, I still like Polly for the show. Yeah. She gives us a lot. Of course. Yeah. She's not great. Okay. So I agree with you. If my realtor was on this show and then we saw Tyler getting divorced, if I were, I probably truthfully, I probably wouldn't call. But if I were in person with that yeah. person, I would be like, so like what's happening? I definitely would want to know what the tea is. I'd be like, love the show. Saw those TMZ pictures. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Do I think that is bad for the brokerage? Not at all. No, they're gonna, it's like great publicity. You might get my business if I knew I could get some insight. Also, you said something a few minutes ago. You're like the way that Alex Holt dresses, you described as very like real realtor. It's only very TV realtor. Having bought a house, well, I can tell you. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's not like that is actually how people dress for selling real estate. So like, it's actually, you know, no one's taking them seriously to begin with. And the fact that they have business is actually probably in spite of the fact they're on TV, not because of it, you know? Yes. But I do think LA realtor... Sure. It's you, closer to that. You could Heels. you can definitely run into this. Yes. Yeah. And also County. because so many of these people, at least in LA, I don't know if it stretches all the way to Orange County, but definitely in LA, a lot of people are there for different reasons. They want to be famous, they want to be actors, actresses, musicians, et cetera, et cetera. Well, they go there, they find out that ninety nine point nine percent of people are never going to be that. So they have to have a hustle, side hustle. Realtor has to be a top three side hustle gig for everyone, not just people in Hollywood. So I can imagine so many people in LA who are realtors are also models, actors, actresses, and look some degree of this Alex Hall. Sure. This whole, everyone, they all dress. Although I think Brandy is by far the best, best style on the show. Oh gosh. Yeah. She had one black Maybe. dress that I really liked that she wore when they had the fight at Tyler's open house. It was like a long black dress. I don't know. I thought she looked nice in it. It was like very revealing, but it didn't seem like untasteful. I liked Brandy's style for most of the season. I did not like the light pink latex dress in, no, that was not in Mexico. No, I agree. That was not good, but she has really good pantsuits. Like I think those look really good on her. I don't know. I like her. I like how she and, dresses. More normal. Yeah. But back to this conversation. I don't think it's bad for the brokerage, so I disagree with Brandy on that. Agreed. I disagree with her overall opinion on it. But I also think that if her and Hall were really friends, I think it's totally fine for her to say it to Hall. Yeah. Or to Tyler. Maybe not at work. But well, that's on Tyler. He sat her down on the couch in the middle of the office for everyone to listen to. Like, that's the thing is, this cast clearly participates 
or like follows the script the way they're supposed to. Like they give it all for the show and I appreciate it, but they do it in a way that is both obviously so contrived, but believable. Like I believe their feelings towards each other are very real, but I don't think they actually see each other outside of the show for, for the most part. I, th- I like, do think some of them do. It. Maybe. I mean, we know that Hall and Tyler do now. They're like actually, yeah. spoiler alert, spoiler alert, jump ahead if you don't want to know, but really like watch the show and then listen to this. I think they're still dating Tyler and Hall. I mean, there's the big reveal at the end that they they go for it. And then I think she accidentally posted him with her on her trip to Italy this summer. So I'm pretty sure they're still together. I hope so. I like them together, actually. And I don't know. They're both really fucking hot people. I know. They really are. Go for it. Go for it. They're really both beautiful. When she was in Mexico wearing a lot less makeup, when she and Brandy are like kind of fighting right before, right after the room draw... I was like, she just looked so pretty. I mean, Brandy was also stunning, but like both of them are pretty without makeup. Beautiful, yeah. Brandy yeah. was less in general, so like it was like less of a like, oh wow, she's really pretty. Like I, I already yeah. felt that way. But Alex, without pretty, without makeup, is like just so gorgeous. My other kind of thing with Brandy is I'm like, let it go. I don't understand why you care so much. You've addressed it with Tyler. You've addressed it with Alex. Like I'd be like, all right. I told y'all I wouldn't do it personally. Cool. Also, she keeps saying that she's not being judgmental, but the entire season, that's what's happening. So I'm like, you are. It has affected your friendship with Alex. Something else had to have happened. There's something else between Brandy and Alex that we don't know about. Or like, maybe Alex doesn't know about either, but Brandy clearly doesn't like her. That's just, that's yes, just it. Something like every time had she to talks, have happened. Every time she talks, Brandy is like agitated. And as someone who's really really bad at hiding when I don't like someone, I relate. So I'm I'm just, it's very clear that there's something else that makes her hate Alex. Well, I would say that in general, from what we've seen on the show, and obviously neither one of us know Brandy. Actually, I would love to have her on the show and ask her some questions because... It's a great idea. I think from what I know from the show, which makes me feel like I know her very well. I do think that like respect, like holding herself a certain way, all these, the reputation, all of these things matter a lot to her. Well, I think part of it is the money piece of it. Like she is really like, it seemed like based on this season, that she is working really hard. She had a lot of sales, like shout out to her. But I think that when she asked Tyler to be, to co-list with her, cause she's like, wants to tap into Tyler's network because she wants to make generational wealth More to money. pass down to yeah. her kids. Yeah. Is like, is savvy and like it's it's a good idea but I think I think that's part of why she takes a lot of this much more seriously I think she feels like she has more on the line than someone like Tyler yeah yeah which I think Alex actually has a ton to lose too and I think that they used to relate about that but I would assume that because based off of season one like Brandy and Alex were friends maybe after season one aired I could see Brandy being like "Ugh, I didn't want this show to be like as drama obviously we knew there's gonna be drama like I don't want it I didn't want it to be like that way I still wanted it to come across like we're really good at our jobs and taken more seriously because from episode one outside of like just this she seems just annoyed with anything Alex says or does yeah so that's I'm why like, there has to be something else yeah I'm wondering if she's annoyed with like how they're all being portrayed and thinks that Alex is like a main reason why they are portrayed that way are you annoyed that Alex kind of became like the household name of that 
of season one. I don't know, but it seems like there's something else because they left off on good terms. And at this point, Alex hadn't even kissed Tyler. So I'm like, I know. You're, this, you're this upset with Alex for like flirting with him? So I don't think anyone, I think the, the vilifying of all of the women for participating and flirting with Tyler or making out with Tyler is totally unwarranted. Like that should all be directed at Tyler. Tyler is the yeah. one who was married. Tyler is the one who's going through the divorce. I think that like any level of like annoyance you might have of the women's relationship with Tyler, like he deserves way more heat for that. And I think Brandy does give it to him. Like she's pretty direct about it. Like she says to him, I don't think you are, I don't consider you single, which I also disagree with. Like when divorces can take forever. And if both parties have agreed your relationship is over, then it's over. It doesn't matter that it's like not legal. I agree. And for some reason, I don't think that she, she's understanding that, which I'm like, maybe because she's, her parents have never been through a divorce. Like, I don't know. I don't, I think she's been divorced though. And now she's remarried. So maybe she has some sort of trauma attached to that. Maybe. But I'm like, if you're even just separated, most people can date. date. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Also, it sort of doesn't really matter what she thinks. It's like, he's clearly not operating in secret. If he and Brittany Snow have decided that it's over and like they're going separate ways, then like that's that. Every relationship is different in how they handle this stuff. Yeah. Also, to give Brandy a little bit of credit, I do think that she gives it to Tyler, but it's really hard to give it to someone who's just like, yeah, okay, none of your business. I don't care. I'm like, I'm fine with it. And you're just like, <laughs> oh. okay. And Alex is like, no, like, why do you have this opinion? I thought we were friends. I haven't even done anything. Which like, if you're Alex, and I'm starting off on the defense here because I need to build my Mm -hmm. case for Alex. Mm -hmm. If you're Alex, I'd be like, I am confused. We are friends. Why did you have lunch with like A, B, and C talking about me saying these things? If we're friends, why wouldn't you come to me? B, I have not done anything. And I don't know at what point Brandy found out about Polly but it, the Polly shit somehow was not that big of a deal to Brandy. I know. She's still so, friends with Polly. She's like, they have issues, but she's like, still considers her a friend. Although then she does so, say at the end, we haven't been talking. <laughs> but I'm like, so the, the Polly shit, but didn't rev her up as much as this did. Right. So I'm like, if I'm Alex, I'd be like, what the fuck? I know. Like, it's like, you're like nailing me to a cross for flirting with him. I just think, I think that the issue, the reason I can't defend Alex is I thought the the fight that they had in, and why I want to turn it down. I just can't defend her. I no longer like her. The fight they had in Cabo was like pretty ugly. And the way that she, Alex's fault. I do think that she sort of, I think she escalated it by saying like, you're coming at me. Like you're using your body physically. It's just sort of like she took a step towards you, but then she stepped back. She held back. Uh... Yeah. I think she, I think she made it a bigger deal than it had to be the physical aspect of it. Yes, they had a fight, but like, and Brandy got close to her, but they were yelling at each other. I don't know. Okay, like, I don't know if I'm arguing with my friends, mm-hmm. and one like kind of approached me the way that Brandy did. I would be like, "What the fuck? Are you about to hit me?" Like, I, mean, that's what I think said. it's different. Yeah, I think it's different when you're arguing with someone you don't know, and they do that, and you're kind of just like, "Oh, okay, like I'm going to come back at you," but when it's your friend. You're like, what? Is this well, where we are? Like, this is not just an argument. You're you're physically moving your body towards me now. 
but like I think it's they're different. not really friends. I know they know each other. Well, Alex, thinks, Alex, Alex thinks they are, but I think she's just saying that for the cameras. I don't think she really. You can't interpret any of Brandy's behavior and be like, "We're good friends still," or like, "There's a friendship here to preserve." I don't know because even in like their one-on-one conversation, Alex was kind of like, "What happened?" It seemed the whole season with Brandy and Alex to me, it seems like Alex is like, "I like we're friends." I thought we were friends, even when she was talking to. Her mom and grandma, she's like, I care about her. She's been going through a lot. Like, I'm not sure how this happened. There was multiple conversations with and without Brandy where Alex is like, obviously we're friends, but I don't really understand. She went to Brandy's open house to be like, I want to support you. Like, I don't I just know think she's how doing many all more that for ways. the camera. I don't have I don't have any evidence that they see each other or like support each other off of the show. And Alex okay. Alex is the one who clearly does have non-show relationships, not just with Tyler. Like it does seem like her and Polly are actually friends. And it seems like that quartet, Alex, was his name Austin? Yeah. Austin. And yeah. 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 He's Polly like, and Tyler. Yeah. Like they seem like they actually are friends. That guy, Austin, he's also like a horrible husband. Definitely. They'll definitely be getting divorced at some point. And is so he's a zero. He brings nothing. And the only thing I enjoyed was when he was really nauseous on the boat, because that would be me. I would get so sick. Well, it does seem like this season really focused on like four characters. Kind of, but then there was the Jarvis stuff too. I mean, Polly and Jarvis's fight is also like, just absolutely epic. I loved it. <laughs> but we didn't get as much Austin. We didn't get as much, even like Rose and Jarvis, not as much as in years past, We or last season. We didn't get as much. Very little Kayla, except as an instigator. Oh, like Kayla, loser of this season. Like, I think. Actual yeah. loser. She comes off poorly. I think Polly's the biggest loser. Cause I just think that Polly is like, she lies. She's the the one who lies the most. And she, it, <laughs> well, in no. one fight, she changes what she says. I don't think that. Yes. Biggest losers, probably Polly, but I, I was more so saying like, I don't know how much Kayla filmed, mm-hmm. but we got 45 seconds of you and all 45 are bad. Yeah, I know. They probably just, a lot of them wouldn't film with her. You think so? Cause then the other thing for me is I'm just like, I have to assume there there was more. I have to assume that she thought she was being filmed more. I can't imagine that the 45 seconds you got, you were on 10 immediately. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You got no well, buildup from her at all. It was just like, she's there. This is bad. She's off. She's again. throwing a grenade and then she's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, where'd you come from? All right, it's time for a special part of today's show, brought to you by United Airlines. United is the largest carrier across both the Atlantic and the Pacific, and this year's schedule includes nearly 25 new routes. In fact, in 2023, United will fly to over 100 international destinations, including additional flights to Paris. This got me thinking about couples destinations and places you can go with your partner. You know, like perhaps if you're dating Tyler from Selling the OC. I am pretty sure that Tyler was in Italy this summer, but hey, maybe they should have gone to Paris. I was recently there a few months ago and I had such a great time. There's so much to do there. Such a big variety of options. Like you can go to a museum or you can just stroll the streets. There's every kind of food that you could want because it's a world-class food city, not only Parisian food. There's something really to please everyone. So it's a great place to go with your partner. So you don't always have to be doing what the other person wants. You don't only have to compromise. And it's really great 
all seasons. It's not just a summer place. It's not just a fall place. It's always a good time to go to Paris. So keep it in mind when you're trying to plan your next trip. Wherever you travel for your couple's getaway, make sure you check out United Airlines. Plan your trip today at united.com or on the United app. Remember, flight schedules are subject to change. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. The other thing that was like unexplored that I would have liked more of was that guy, Sean, being like him and Polly used to be close and then she just stopped talking to him. Like, what's going on there? Like, I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, Polly's a tricky one. I think that she stinks. I think that she's just really like (laughs) not great. (laughs) I think she actually smells bad. Um, No, I... (laughs) Yeah, which is a little alarming if she is actually friends with with Alex for, for Alex, for my, for my Alex defense. The other thing that I absolutely hate that people say, but I feel like I have to say it in this instance, because it seems like the women like dislike Alex for no reason. And I have to say there might be some jealousy attached to it. Cause they I all like Tyler. To say. Not even that they all like Tyler. She was easily like the biggest hit off of last season. She also seems to be quite good at her job. Seems like she has like a lot of good connections and she's got Scott with one T. I watched with this with the screen <laughs> with the subtitles on. So <laughs> and she is just like a super confident person. Do I think the bucket of the 20% for me, do I think she talks crazy to people? Yes. But I think she does it to everyone. I don't think that she's like just demeaning or like, I don't think she's how the women are always like, you talk down to us and da, da, da. I'm like, she talks down to everyone. I think that's how she talks. That doesn't make it okay. But it's I hate bad, the way that she talks. That's a bad personality. That's just like, yes, that's, I, that's I so hate bad. the way that she talks, but I don't think like the con, like it's like how she says it, not what she says. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So like yes. the way that she talks, I don't like it, but I'm like, I don't think she's, purposely talking down to anyone. I think it's how she speaks, period. Not a good trait, not great. That's in my 20% bad bucket. But like, I don't think that makes me hate her. It it just makes me hate the way that she talks. We talked about this last season too. She talked like this last season. So I'm like, you didn't have a problem with the last season. Yeah. I liked her more last season. I think the fight with Brandy really bothered me. I was just like, I think she blew... Brandy stepping towards her out of proportion. Like Brandy stepped back, Brandy, Brandy controlled herself. Like she made it sound like Brandy was like raising her fists or something. And yeah, she walked towards her. It's weird. Or it's not weird, but she was getting heated. But so was Alex. Like, you know, Alex's way of getting heated is talking their hands and being like, go to Italy. So 
I don't know that that really bothered okay. me. <laughs> Going to Italy was also is also my twenty percent bucket. But I get what she was saying. I think she just talks with her hands, and she probably talks more with her hands when she gets upset, like everyone does. Yeah, I think that like physically stepping towards someone is way worse. I think when it's your friend, you're kind of like, what? Do we know if they're really friends or not? That's a fair point. But I do think it's different when you actually know someone and they take a step towards you because you're like, is this like, are we, are we going there? Yeah. There's no way we're going there. I also think every fucking woman that was there was against Alex. So I can also understand her stepping towards Alex and all of the women behind her are kind of like, yeah, you just this, 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 this. everyone's against her, but the guys, which also is not like a great look for Alex. <laughs> but I think if Alex genuinely thinks there's any sort of friendship at all with Brandy, I don't think if I'm Alex, I don't, I don't think Brandy's actually going to hit me, but I would be like, how, like, how are we here? How did we get yeah. here to where you're stepping towards me? Like what? That's fair. That would, and I think, and I don't know if Alex would say this, but when she sits down and she starts crying, I don't think it's like, I'm crying because I thought you were going to hit me. I think it's like, how did I, like, how did we get to the point where you're stepping towards me? All the women are against me. I'm sure her feelings were hurt. Yeah, sure. I'm sure they were. But I think that she plays, I think she's being herself and this is who she is. But I also think that like, she, it seems like she's getting like the Bethany edit, Bethany of yore, where she is sort of like, the producers like her the most, so they position her in a way where, like, the camera is kind of on her side. There's a reason why Alex is the star. It's like she, and it's it's partially because she's so good on TV, but also because I yeah. think like she's her and Tyler are the storyline. Like they're the Lauren yeah. and Steven of this show, or the Kristen and Steven, depending on what season you're talking about. But I just think that she's, I think she's sneaky and like probably not that good of a person. But that said her and Tyler is like, I, I don't really have a problem with. They clearly really like each other. Like, I feel like it's good they're together. They're meant to be at least as far as I could, I could tell. And they seem like a good match. Also, he seems really, really into her. Like he's, yeah, he does. He seems like he's the instigator most of the time. Also <laughs> like him making out with Polly, him doing all these things. And the whole time, like, I'm like, you don't, you want Alex. Like it's very visible that he wants Alex and he Alex wants to be near all- her all the time. He wants to touch her. He picks, it's and like- I want to be like Brandy. If Alex wanted him, she could have taken him back home a while while ago. he was while he was still married. Absolutely, and she probably had to talk herself out of it. I like so how Brandy was give, like, "Can we give Alex some credit for that?" Sure, a little bit. I like how Brandy's like, "I'm team marriage. I'm team wife." I'm like, most people are. <laughs> yes, but. Most people are, but that's a little condescending to say to a group of women who aren't married. Yeah, it's true. And I'm just like, we get it. You're married. I don't think you have to be married to be team marriage and team wife. I'm both of those things and I'm not married. I would hope not. You know what I mean? (laughs) I hope that every woman in the world isn't against married people who's not married. Like, (laughs) I also feel like if I was the only person married which I think I am in my like group of friends I'm that I it's never coming out of my mouth (laughs) also you're saying it to a group of women who aren't 20 so like you saying that to a group of like 30 plus year old women and women who have children and women who are divorced Kayla has a kid 
Alex, Alex has a kid. kid. Yeah. yeah. Alex has what? two kids. I'm not, I would not say that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't like Brandy, but I just think that Alex comes off as like sort of like someone like wielding her power in a bad way. And I don't think that she, and, uh, and the other thing about Alex is she fucking hates Kayla. Like, wow. What she says about Kayla in her interviews, she's like, she's so fucking stupid, but she really means it. Like she says it in a way that, like you say to your, like your friend or whatever. And Kayla does suck. I agree. But she also seems like pretty helpless. Like, and also like, it's not like she's really harming Alex. It seems like from what we've seen into your point has to have a, had more film that we didn't see because based on her God awful edit this season, (laughs) it's hard to disagree with Alex. Totally. And also she just doesn't contribute anything. She's just like, you know, she's got a vendetta. She's feeling wronged. Again, I appreciate her service. It's contributed to some great television, but like, yeah, Kayla's not really doing much. So you can't, you can't really be on team Kayla. I want to talk about Jarvis. I like how they all acknowledge that Jarvis is smart because I agree. She does seem smart. Like when Polly. They they, they acknowledge a few things about Jarvis. (laughs) Smart, smart being one of them. There was something that Polly said and Jarvis responded to that. I believe that you don't. Like she was like confirmed. Oh, she used a word and Alex and, and Polly was like, I don't even know what that word means. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was, uh, it was, uh, it was Alex. Someone said a, a word. Oh, fuck. What was, it was a very like. It wasn't that big of a word. It was like. It was like. It had like three I'm or four syllables, to... but Polly no, no, didn't no. know what it was. It was, it was like. A, a very, very, very commonly used. It's like organic. Like yeah, that's was, how big the word was. A very it was com- something but common. Alex was I like, th- I don't even, I thought it was Alex. I was like, I don't even know what that means. And she was like, I believe you don't. No, Polly said that. And, and Jarvis said it to Polly. I believe that you don't. It was so funny. Are you sure? No, I'm not sure. But I think it was. Because I remember thinking like, what? How do you not know what that word means? <laughs> I just think that Jarvis is actually pretty quick. Like, I like that about her. And I... But I also like these rumors about her. First of all, the fact that, that Polly's trying to turn her into the quote unquote ring collector because she's been engaged four times and there's like no evidence of that on the show is so funny. And I think that she did say she had been engaged at least once or twice because she also had a different fiance previously on the show, I think, <laughs> if I recall correctly. I think she said that she's never been married. She's been engaged three times. Right. And she is married. She married that guy in Lake Como in April. The one, the most recent oh, one. Oh, they got married. They did. His and his name is Sergio Du Colombier, and they got married in Lake Como. It looked very nice. I do not like her as a blonde. I think she should go back to brunette. I also would love to have known what actually happened in Cabo. Like, was she in the downward dog position, grinding on some some random guy? And then Absolutely. Tyler, Tyler Potster that he is was like called her a swinger based on the party that Austin went to where she was. They've just like all these like random stories that for anyone else, you would just be like, yeah, whatever. But they've decided that it means that like, she's like some sexual freak. And you know what? Do you Jarvis, whatever. I'm not, no judgment for me. I, I kind of liked her this season. I also liked the fight between Rose and Jarvis. I liked that, the, that Jarvis called Rose said that Rose was basically called her a slut and said she sleeps with clients. And then Rose said that she was Jarvis's mentor. Like everyone was just going at each other this season and it was all fun. I enjoyed this fight and rumors and all of it. 
having lived in LA and you have two, mm -hmm. there's definitely situa situations where you're like, mm, not sure what kind of party I'm at. Oh yeah. I think I'm going to like, head out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely. So seeing Jarvis at one of those parties definitely lead to some conclusions for me if I'm Austin. But also, Austin, why what are, are you, you there? doing there? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And Austin being like, I've been to a lot of weird parties in my head. I'm like, you probably have. I also loved that it was Halloween. That's such like a California LA thing of like <laughs> the adults being really into Halloween and like taking it really seriously as like an ex excuse for like a sex party. I love it. I'm just stereotype California here. I, I didn't realize that was a like thing I was I was in LA in my 20s and I definitely was fully dressed up every year went to parties every year yeah but I thought that's they do that everywhere though no I think LA takes it to the next level I think just like people there's so so many people in the entertainment industry who like getting involved in like costumes and like full makeup elaborate set. yeah also, but also like sets like a big haunted house and like LA, LA takes Halloween to the next level. My whole life I've hated Halloween, so I never really enjoyed it. But it is cute. Like, if you go to, like, the right block, the trick-or-treating scene is, like, out of control. And, like, it's just really cute. It's out of control in Brooklyn. Yeah, I haven't encountered that. Although I guess it's, like, kind of true in my neighborhood, too. I don't know. I, I don't If you like that, Cobble Hill, Brooklyn is nuts. It's crazy. So it's crazier than anything I've seen in L.A. Have you been to Have you been to Georgina and Santa Monica? It's crazy. Santa Monica Flats is yes. is is fun during Halloween too. Yeah, like north of Montana, right? Mm hmm. Yes, it is. Fun fact: I used to live control. there. I spent a lot. Of, I spent most of my Los Angeles time in that area at friends' oh, houses. I was saying when I was a when I was a tot. That's where my family lived. That's a great area. It's definitely the best part of Santa Monica. Halloween yeah, notwithstanding. It's like so nice and it's also it's walkable. great for kids. Yeah, it's nice. My friend Birdie, she's a kid. She lives there. She's three. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> she's a kid, but you were actually talking about one of your friend's children, I'm assuming. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I also think Jarvis is super smart. You know what we should have done before this pod? Is what? look up how many houses these people have actually sold. I love seeing it on TikTok. Yeah. So I, I, I did that for season one. We'll follow up and do that. Also, maybe the internet will do it for us this weekend. But I, I did go to the Oppenheim Group website. They didn't have that many Cabo homes available. There was like a bunch, but mm. I think they're still being built. I wanted to ask you, one thing, another reason why this season or this show is way better than Sunset is there's way more real estate, like way, way more. Also more variants in the houses. Like every house looks the same on Selling Sunset because of the style of the Hollywood Hills. This, there's way more variation. I liked a lot of them, but I have to say like, I loved Tyler's childhood home. The one that's on the beach. That was like, mm. you have to walk down those steps too. It's so unique. I mean, it's not really practical and it must've been hard with kids in a way, but like, I really <laughs> loved that house. Did you, did you like uh, any house in particular? Anything stick out to you? Well, yeah. I mean, I think, I've talked to you about this, but I like the house that Tyler is selling for, is it 32 million? That's the one in Corona Del Mar. Yeah. There's also the one that's in the montage for 40 million. Oh, montage. That's the one I liked. That, I mean, it's beautiful. It's not my style, but it's really nice. But I 
think I've texted Juliet this before, but I am slash, I think a lot of people are 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. Zillowers. Mm-hmm. There's a big community of us. Absolutely. And I love Zillowing very far out of my budget. Oh yeah, of course. You know what you can get? Although I only like doing it in places that I do not live. Like I don't like doing it in my current neighborhood because I would like to be able to buy here one day. And right now I cannot because it's so expensive. (laughs) I do it in my current neighborhood. We own our home and could move in the next two years. So I'm constantly looking way out of our budget. It's not healthy and that's fine. And I always show Seth, I'm like, oh, I found the most, I found the perfect house and I'll show it to him. And he's like, yeah, that's really nice. And then he'll see the price and he'll be like, Callie, it's $20 million. <laughs> it's gonna, it's got, it better be a nice home. It, be, it better be Should perfect. be perfect. <laughs> also, why is it favorited? We're never living there. <laughs> Do you share it a Zillow account? <laughs> no, I'll like show it, show it to him. On your and phone? See. Well, he'll I see use realtor.com. Personally, I'm a realtor.com girl. But yeah, he'll see the heart and be like, why is that favorited? We're, we're never living there. I actually like Trulia myself, but I use Zillow as well. I use both depending on where. I don't like my, I don't like my search results to impact my feed too much. So I use Trulia <laughs> for New York and Zillow basically for everywhere else. And then Redfin for California. No street easy? Street Easy is just not a good app and, and it's fine. You don't really need it unless you're actually like looking to buy the moment. Street Easy is better for... It's not a good uh, app and... For renting. I also don't know how to get off of it. I still get alerts for Street Easy. I, I deleted the app. Like it's really hard to, to get rid of. But I agree also that the properties on the show seem... All of them seem very different. Also, some properties that I don't like, I'm like, how is that $5 million? Like... I know like that house that Brandy and Polly had together that was like custom built. They said like, it's so much wood. I really didn't like that. But I like that more than on Sunset where every house is $40 million. Every house, I'm like, this is not your listing. It's like the most it unbelievable. Exactly the same. Yeah, they yeah. all look the same. Like I like how they're showing like, and this is like an, no disrespect to Brandy at all, but I like them showing Brandy's like $1 million house, $4 million mm-hmm. house, $2 million house, while also showing Tyler's $40 million house. I love how they talk about like, you know, how they got their listings. I even for the most part enjoy that Tyler doesn't like shy away from like, yeah, obviously like I have an in here. Yeah. Yeah. Geo's the same. They're both like honest about it. Like, yeah, like, yes. we have family connections and we lean into it. Yeah. So I, pr- I appreciate that. Like, don't pretend you're like some upstart if you're not actually. Right. So I agree. It's Yeah. I, I like it. That the real estate is like actually a good part of the show. And they, I was like the, my, my second go through, I was just like watching again for storyline. So I was fast forwarding through some of the houses and I was like, this is a lot of the show. Good, good job by them. It really is just a much more entertaining show than Selling Sunset. For much more Selling the OC, like I said, check out Jody and Chelsea talking about it on the Ringer Reality TV podcast. They'll be diving super deep. We'll be back soon. Just uh, some programming notes. At the end of the month, we will have Love is Blind and we'll also have Bachelor in Paradise and Golden Bachelor. So we got a lot to look forward to. And in the meantime, Bachelor Party will keep coming to you. Thank you to our producer, Jade Whaley, and talk to you all soon. Have a great weekend. 
This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.